The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. Too Young for This Trek, The Final Frontier. These are the voyages of MC, Troy, and Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. You can listen to these goobers talk about Star Trek by searching for Too Young for This Trek or by visiting probablywork.com. Welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs, past, present, and future. I'm Rich. I'm Jay. And I'm Scott. Welcome to episode 31. Today we're going to talk about the hugely successful RPG Kickstarter. Oh, I always mess this up. The Chronicle game. It's yeah, you didn't Chronicle. You didn't Chronicle. You didn't Chronicle. It's huge. Yes, it's huge. Kickstarter video game. And later in the show, we'll be holding another session of the RPG Club for a while. Should we try that again? That was pretty messy. No. <laughs> we just know that I suck at, at pronunciation. We should never give me big words. Right. <laughs> Since this is an RPG Club episode, we will be doing we won't be doing any catch up today. So. We'll just pass on the updates then, guys. But I did want to bring up uh, Rich. It was your birthday earlier this week, right? Yes, Happy it was. Happy birthday <laughs> Just sing the whole song live. Happy birthday, dear Richard. How was it? Happy birthday to you. I'm waiting for Jay to finish. I'm, I'm actually crying. No. <laughs> I can't believe you're 34. Damn. I didn't know you said old. Yeah, I, know, it sucks. <laughs> I forgot. It sucks. I don't look it. I mean, I got I got some youthful skin. You actually don't. Uh, so congrats on that. Well, thank you. I don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Old baby uh, face, rich. I know. If I shave, like I already have one, I don't have much facial hair. But if I shave, it's that's worse. So yeah, it was not bad. Uh, we didn't do too much. Uh, COVID, we still limit a lot of the stuff that we do um, naturally. But Did I don't you really do celebrate Martha. Mm, Jim? Hmm. I, I, that? 
I had a really big training session. So come on. <laughs> come on, Scott. That, I, I figured no you would have at least gotten that. <laughs> gotten what? I said, <laughs> he said, Jim, I said, who's that? Come on. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need um, well, you said you had to, you were going to do something yesterday, right? Yes, we did. I had a, uh, my wife's family uh, came in. So we, we, or just her sister and brother-in-law and the two kids. So saw them for a little bit yesterday, all day. Um, my day was pretty packed with, uh, what did I do yesterday? It was such a blur. <laughs> yard work. Yard, yes. Yard work, gym. Pool. Pool, food, gather around, talk, food, bed. Mm. So well, busy you day. Enjoyed. I know you said you're not really a, a birthday guy. No, I'm not. I never really been one. I just, you know, if you're gonna give me something, sure, I appreciate it. You don't have to. It's just another day to me. So I like birthdays. I want presents. I want everybody to celebrate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we know what Scott likes. Yeah, but I feel a little silly because most of my friends are like you, where it's like, eh, they don't really care. But I'm like. It's the one day a year that is about you. So yeah, <laughs> I I'm the only thing that I demand on my birthdays is that I don't have to work. <laughs> that's that's the only thing. Well, that's a that's enough. <laughs> well, when I turned thirty, I told no one to say a word to me about it. I was actually very sad. Mm. I, I was... turned thirty next month, so <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm gonna deal with that yet. When but. you hit 30, things start to creak and pop on you. <laughs> Scott just oh, posts man. a picture of like a Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Maybe that's when I'll... Oh, I just hit my desk. Uh, maybe that's when I'll finally do that skydiving thing. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jay, I noticed there's something interesting on your ear. What, what is yes. that? So... For those who are not watching the Twitch stream, I have fake magnetic uh, eight millimeter earrings on my ears. And this is an experiment to make sure that I enjoy the look and how it makes me feel feel to have gauges in my ears. Uh, because if I like it, I do feel pretty. I feel like <laughs> a pretty little man. Um, but so if I like it, I'm going to go have somebody stab a huge spike through my earlobes actually get it done nice so, i think it looks yeah, pretty good from here i wanted i wanted to test it out before i actually got it done so i figured that's probably a smart thing to do before i go and permanently alter my body do you think you're are you liking it so far i am liking it it, it gives me an odd sense of of confidence and i think it, it might be rooted in my like my teenage years of wanting to be like in a metal band and have tattoos and mm. gauged ears and and long hair so and jay's like, having his own midlife crisis right apparently. now apparently no <laughs> I, I just had like some sudden realizations that are like oh my god i'm 26 I'm, i'll be 26 i'm 25 now and i can literally do whatever i want in terms of of my body and i've never actually done anything so your body, well, your why rules. Not? Yeah, my body, my body, <laughs> Scott. Well, I am not personally a fan of gauges, but when you said that, I was picturing, you know, how like you have the actual hole in your ear. Oh with, like, yeah, the ring I wasn't gonna... six millimeter, eight millimeter. Like these are eight millimeter, like little magnetic things. I would hmm. not go any bigger than that. Gotcha. I don't. 
because if I want to uh, change my mind, I want my ears to be able to heal instead of having them to, uh, stitched up. So, right. Well, uh, if you like it, then I like it. So, me too. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Any other uh, updates we want to share before the news? Nope. Let's just jump to the news. All right. Let's. Hear ye, hear ye, gather round for all your news. Stop your clatter and listen close. Alas, you won't believe your ears. Listen close for the news. All right, Scott, why don't you kick us off there, buddy? All righty. So one article that caught my eye this week. Apparently, uh, Square Enix and Luminous Productions, who are over that new RPG, Project Athia, that some people sort of suspected might have been FF16, but it's not, we think. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. They <laughs> released a be. trailer called The World Editor that they're using for Project Athia, and apparently it's like a procedurally generated world, and they did confirm that Project Athia will be open world. So it's like automatically generated, but they like go through and like customize it as it's built. It was like a two minute trailer just showing like the world coming up from nothing. It's pretty impressive. So so is is it like a one time procedurally built world or is that implying that all the areas are procedurally built and they just make five like changes? I don't know. Um, so when I watched the trailer, it just showed everything being built from the ground up. But I can't imagine that the world would be like different for every player or anything like that. That would be weird. I, I feel like that would be cool. Like that's one thing that I thought was really cool about the older Elder Scrolls game is that they like on the on the spot, all the dungeons were procedurally built, which is really easy to do in a game from the 80s. Not so easy to do in a game from like you know the 2020s where everything is such high quality and, and just so many pixels uh so many triangles scott uh <laughs> so <Probably> guns <laughs> i imagine that uh it's not actually doable but that would be really cool to procedurally generate these like high definition high resolution world maps it would also, i'm curious if the new generation consoles would be able to handle something like that Hmm. Well, there was No Man's Sky, right? So that was sort of that. It took them a while to make flop. <laughs> Apparently, it's good now, but at the at launch, it you know it, it was too a big little too late, my friends. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, for some reason, I forgot that Project Athia was uh, under the Luminous engine. I I don't know how I forgot that, but I guess it was the the trailer came out the same day that we got the Unreal Engine five trailer. So I just got kind of confused on that, but this looks neat. It'll we'll see where it goes. I'm surprised they're still like putting money into that luminous engine whenever they can just use Unreal. Like, I'll, there has to be some. Either they are too hard headed to admit that Unreal is better, or there's something about it that is better. Maybe it's Those like a kind of... sunk cost fallacy where like they've put so much money into it now. <laughs> Yeah, we can't just throw it away. <laughs> right. Put three million dollars into this thing. Exactly. <laughs> you know how many but, uh, people's pride that would hurt? Too many. And uh the big wigs would probably, you know, shit a brick. 
So <laughs> yeah, somebody would get fired. All right. So up next, uh, what is, how do you kick yes. started? So kick started JRPG inspired edge of eternity launches for PS4, Xbox one uh, and steam in spring of 2021. Uh, so this uh, is a game that uh, started its Kickstarter in 2015, I think. And yeah, it, it got the funding it needed and it looks pretty good. The graphics don't look the goodest. Um, but yeah, this was some pretty pretty neat news. Kickstarter game, it's going to launch. Um, looks like it's launching on a generation too late, but maybe that's a yeah um an unfortunate ish like unfortunate thing with these kick-started games that aren't necessarily backed by a huge uh huge bank um th- so yeah i think i had heard of this game but like I, it was just completely under my radar i remember the it, kickstarter it's, it's to- it basically looks like they took a bunch of ideas from versus 13 and 15 of final fantasy so I watched the trailer though, and it looks pretty good. Like I might actually keep an eye on this one. Yeah, I might get it on Steam, but I don't know. It it looks pretty good. It looks. I pretty thought it fun. was on the Switch. No. Oh. I thought I remember uh, seeing it on the Switch store or the. Do you East know anything East about the game, Rich? You're the I don't know anything here. about it. <laughs> okay. I mean, um, I've seen it pop up occasionally on my Steam. It's like, hey, you may like this, but no, I haven't really seen anything about it. It's very relevant to our main discussion today so i will probably come back to this subject a little bit but yeah i'm i'm gonna keep an eye on it all right so grandy hd collection receives a substantial patch so i took a look at it it looks like they it includes the the patch for the uh limited run game as well so if you pick that up it's gonna be on that um um, it fixed a lot of stuff in Grandia HD, fixing add it, it fixed to add credits to opening FNV, um, achievement, swab boss on is now achievable. Yeah, you don't have to go it's down like and subtitles. read them all. It's basically yeah, just, just a shit looking, ton of bug yeah. and graphical fixes. From what I can tell, yeah. So there's the uh it fixes all sorts of stuff, especially in Grandia 2. Did you say swab um, boss? Yeah, it says swab boss. What's swab boss? I'm imagining a like a, a huge like swab that a doctor like swabs your throat. <laughs> like it's just a guy holding one of those. No. Swabbing I think it. it's talking about that mini game in Grandia 1 where you have to swab or uh, scrub the decks, maybe. And then after that, well, after that, there's supposed to be a boss that pops up. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, it fixed all sorts of crazy little little things that probably bo- fixed this, like fixed to enhance SFX and BMG looping seamlessly through locations. Oh, so, that's a nice one. That's, I, yeah. I, I hate when games don't do that. Like so, wild yeah. arms. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it I'm, fixes I'm, a lot of those things. I'm a little surprised that they're still putting that much effort into it. I mean, the game came yeah. out last year, right? So early last year, I think. Early-ish. Maybe they're doing all that because they're going to put the next Grandia game on there. You know what? Let's just all play through Grandia again. <laughs> I liked it. No. Okay, so um, Square Enix addresses launch issues surrounding Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. So we know that uh, people are not happy with how this ended up. 
but they have promised to fix some bugs, like allowing you to skip boss intro cutscenes um, when you're playing together. But the thing is, that's not really what everybody is mad about. Everybody's nope. mad that it's like impossibly difficult to play together. <laughs> um, Tell me why. I haven't heard much about this. So the first problem is that there is it's region locked. So you can't play with people from other areas, despite the fact that they did do crossplay. Apparently, matchmaking is kind of a mess. Um, I think. Oh, and this is the reason the thing that made me decide not to get the game. If you play through a dungeon with your friends, only the host gets to keep like the rewards from that dungeon. So say you want to play through the whole campaign with your friend, you're going to have to do every dungeon like three or four times. So that's shitty. Um, so fuck Siri keeps trying to talk to me. Um, so yeah, hopefully they get back to that and fix those things, but it seems like such an infrastructure problem with the way they've set up online that by the time that they actually get to it, if they do, it's going to be too late. It's probably already too late. <laughs> I mean, Crystal oh, Chronicles is not a big game. They were able to pull off the whole Final Fantasy fourteen thing. That's true. But I feel like that's different as an MMO. <laughs> it is totally different. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I know we were sort of excited about this game, but I'm glad they're looking at the issues, but it seems like they're not looking at the right issues necessarily. Let me see if I can see what else they updated. Um, I'm not seeing anything else. Okay, here we go. Um, Hotspots. Having spawned an unknown element hotspot after being matched with a player who has spawned one and completed a dungeon in multiplayer. I don't know what that means, even though I've played the game. Fixes for bugs where items can be obtained infinitely. People probably didn't want oh, that fix. <laughs> no, keep that. Come on, Square. They're getting rid of freezes during loading, reducing load time. Um, yeah, so I guess it's better than nothing. Hopefully they'll fix it. So up next is some pretty awesome news. We learned that The Witcher 3 is getting a new edition on the PS5 and Xbox... Uh, what is, what's, Series I don't, X. I Series X. All I see is XB Sex. That's all yep. I see. <laughs> um, so the, And that's going to be free to uh, update for current owners. So I thought this was pretty cool. So I own it on the PS4, so I should be able to get it on the PS5. That's cool. I'll yeah. play it on the PS5. Um, yeah. Um, it seems like it's just like a you know a graphical boost. I, they, I noticed they mentioned ray tracing in there somewhere. Um, yeah. They, I don't know how to standalone I, release on those systems. Yeah. Um, and also better load times, which is pretty cool. Um, but I imagine they will mostly be like, maybe they'll have some like bug fixes, but it's probably going to be mostly graphical updates, which... Kind of, that would be pretty sweet. It already looks like a really good game, even for something released five years ago. Um, they made yeah. so much money off of this game. <laughs> and they will continue to do so because it's amazing. You guys should play it. I plan to. One day. Like, I, think I, I think I bought it on like a sale or something. 
that one you should point. Play so it. I, I do you have, have it. to play it. You I must will, play it eventually. But now I got to wait for the PS5 version. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> Unless like you it, got it on the Switch, and then you're not going to get an upgrade, right? Yeah, I have it on Switch too. Oh, and I think I it's a free it update for PC owners as well. So I'm going to have it for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and the Switch. The Witcher is going to become the new Skyrim, but much like better, it. much much better. I think Sorry, what were you going to say? will be there. So I think there's like several games that have been basically carried through each uh, console. It's <laughs> yeah. Grand Theft Auto is definitely going to be Grand Theft Auto. Is it five? Yeah, is probably going to be announced pr- pretty soon. I feel like we're in somewhat of a lull of of creativity with games. Like, oh yeah, like these these like Call of Duty is stupid, yep. uh, and it used to be pretty interesting. The Witcher Three is just getting re-released. Grand Theft Auto is just getting re-released. Skyrim Sky. is just getting re-released. Anthem was a huge bust. Uh, uh, loads of games have just been huge failures. Well, also We're in this kind is of a like totally a low point. Different but related subject. Like Sony and Microsoft are just like sort of totally botching this next gen launch. So, oh yeah, I think that's got a lot of gamers in like a foul mood right now. Well, if they would tell us what the price is, allow people to pre-order and put money down, like the, the they would have more sales. I think you guys saw that thing from- where Sony opened like a form for you to register to potentially have the the ability to pre-order. The PS5. <laughs> That's like you buy the game and you know maybe kind of eh, no, but right. we'll give you a shot. I think they even said they might select it based on who applies, like community leaders and shit. It's such bullshit. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last one we have here is Marvel's Avengers has launched. We missed it last week, I think. Yes. So. <laughs> but it's good. I liked it. I'm liking it so far. I played a little bit of it. Um, How far into it are you? Not very far. I just passed A Day. Mm. What? A day is the day that the Avengers failed, and oh. AIM. Uh, so they failed. Uh, that's basically what it is. I won't get too far detail on it, but yeah. Well, the reason the I wanted to talk about this is apparently, you know, people weren't very excited about this game going into it. It didn't actually look that great for a AAA title. Not really what people wanted. There was some like controversy surrounding the multiplayer and all that. But apparently it came out and the, the single player campaign is actually good from what I'm hearing. Yeah. Well, and what people need to understand is Marvel. this is Square Enix take on Marvel Avengers. Right. So they're taking stuff from the, the comics and the movies and everything else and they're making it into theirs. All I, all I can picture is like Final Fantasy games, but with Marvel characters. Or like an anime, but with Marvel characters, like with all the anime tropes, but with Marvel. Like it's it's a funny, funny image popping in my head. But it this is was not, a few I years ago you. now. But do you guys remember um, Nomura making like his own Batman designs for those like figures, Square Enix releases all the time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm going to look at some more reviews and see like more how people are feeling you know, a couple weeks down the road, but I think I might actually get this if it's as good as what I'm hearing. Because I want a good adventure game. Considered an RPG? Can we consider it an RPG? I mean, technically, it has have yeah. level progressions. 
they they list articles about it on this uh, RPG site. We get our news from. So <laughs> that's that, there we go. That's there you that's go. All we need. That's the benchmark. Okay, speaking of RPG releases, this is why we missed Avengers. By the way, is because despite dozens of articles on this RPG site about Avengers, it wasn't on their release date calendar. So, <laughs> um, we got Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning on PS4, Xbox One, PC, September eighth. Star Renegades on the PC, September eighth, and Necromunda Underhive Wars on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. On September 8th as well. Then on the 10th, we've got Minoria on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, Other Side on Switch. Artificer? Artificer? Science of Magic on PC. And Wintermore Tactics Club, PS4, Xbox One, Switch. All of those are on September 10th. Anybody have any interest in any of those? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. So RPGs upcoming, we have Vaporum Lockdown for the PC on September 15th. I'm imagining that's just a game where you're you're like uh, vape lords and you're like battling it out in a like a, a vape arena and you have to like kind of like Beyblade, but with vapes. That's what I'm imagining. You have an active uh, and imagination, then... Jay. <laughs> and then the dungeon. Imagination, yes. There you go. That's actually, so did you guys ever watch WWE? A uh, long time yeah, ago, when I was a kid, you know Jeff Hardy. Yep. Yeah. Come on, he has like an like, uh, at least whenever I watched it back when I was a, a young, just a young lad, wee little lad, um, he had like an entire wooded area that he called Imagination because he's kind of like a super weirdo. That's what it imagine. What, <laughs> what, what that made me think of. You are the Jeff anyway, Hardy of my life. I. <laughs> invite that but also he did a lot of drugs i'm pretty sure so i need to watch out even better up next the dungeon of nahilbich <laughs> i have no idea how to pronounce that uh so so it's the dungeon of nahilbich be something the amulet of chaos pc september 17th i should have made rich read that part so yeah, you thank take you a whack at it. thank you for not doing that <laughs> i appreciate it I, I want to try to have like the correct accent to go with it too, but I feel like I like I don't know what's more insulting—the lack of of trying to pronounce it phon- uh, phonetically correct or not. But... Where's Stacey when you need her? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> all right, guys. With all the news out of the way, let's shift gears to the save state of the podcast for a quick little second. All right, Scott, why don't you tell us about some of that bombastic Patreon stuff that we got going on? All right, so we do have a Patreon with lots of great benefits, and we would greatly appreciate anybody who would take a look at that and, you know, give back to the show, if you enjoy it anyway, and if you like us. I hope so. Um, Some of the benefits, you get early episode access. Sometimes it comes out uh, two or three days sooner than the main episode. You also get ad-free episodes, so no anchor ads, no promos. We've got bonus episodes of the show called The Aftercast, where we just sort of shoot the shit about whatever we feel like. We try to keep it sort of related to gaming, but sometimes we go off the deep end. By the way, um, I think we're going, I think we should try to record one next week. So let's plan on that if we can. (laughs) Um, We got extra reviews 
we're about to we also need to record a last of us review but there's lots of mario game reviews and uh resident evil stuff like that if you're a five dollar patron you get access to the rpg club nominating and voting so you get to choose what game we play for the uh, rpg club it'll be interesting to see how the next round of voting goes and there's lots more benefits, and you can check out those at patreon.com slash RPG After Years. We'd really appreciate it. Nice. So if you guys notice that we are streaming on Twitch, we stream every Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash RPG After Years. Come join us. Yes, hang out with us. Be a part of the show. So as Scott mentioned, we do have an RPG club. It's a cool little thing that we do with the community where we are all uh, playing a, a, an agreed upon game and, and completing segments of this game together in uh, at the same time as each other in unison might be the word I was looking for. Uh, and so for those participating, you have until September 20th to finish the pandemonium in wild arms. Uh, the next RPG club will also meet on September 20th. Sweet. One more announcement. We made this uh, announcement last week, but our merch store is live and you can find the link to that in the show notes. You can get posters, mugs, all kinds of shirts and hoodies and you can even get shower curtains and comforters with our album art <laughs> and logo. All kinds of crazy shit. I dropped quite a bit of money myself getting uh, some of this merch. So I actually got a poster, but I need to find a frame for it. I'm going to hang it back here instead of the Tennessee thing. So, um, nice. so I should be getting some of that this week so I can start modeling it for you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, check that out if you want to support the show. Let's go to the main topic, guys. Let's do this. Well, we got to take a break na, na, first, na, na, Rich. Na, na, na. I know we do. <laughs> Let's do it. Good evening, 003. The following is for your ears only and is classified above top secret by Her Majesty's Secret Service. Our contact meant that we can make this work, probably, podcast network intercepted an encrypted audio message regarding podcasters assembled. For this season, the Podcast Network is looking to recruit field operatives from around the world to reminisce about the Bond movies and a countdown to the latest film in the franchise, No Time to Die. Your primary objective is to infiltrate podcasters assembled by recording and uploading your submissions at probablywork.com, utilizing a two-way communications device with a built-in microphone, the latest from QBranch. For a full mission report, go to probablywork.com. We're all counting on you, 003. Okay, so we're back. Let's talk about the hugely successful Kickstarter RP, uh, Kickstarter RPG, Uden Chronicle, as well as the Kickstarter video games in general. Let's. Okay, how do we kick this off, gents? Maybe well, how do we feel about the games, just in general? I didn't really look too much hard. I know it's a sequel. Is it supposed to be a sequel to um, Sweden? 
it, it's inspired by it's like a spiritual successor to those sweet coden games that okay. people generally like i think from back in like the ps1 days so is okay. this the one is this the one that was created by the people involved with that and they like got all together and like i hey, think some of the staff thing. is from that um but it's basically like 2d sprites on a 3d background apparently one of the main gimmicks of the sweet coding games is you could recruit like you know over 100 characters oh, oh yes i remember this this yeah it's beautiful yeah i really like the art style it's uh i guess i would say reminiscent of octopath but i guess sweet coding was doing that a long time ago <laughs> Um, I would say this game makes me want to go back and play Octopath at the very least. Did you like Octopath? I can't remember. Yes and no. I liked it. Oh, yeah. We Did should... you finish it, Rich? Nope. Oh. It's a big game. <laughs> I thought so quick little tangent and unrelated to the Ayudin Chronicle. I really was thinking about nominating Octopath for the RPG Club. And then I was like, well, that kind of defeats the point of the game because you can kind of play it in, it in any way that you want and kind of in any order. So we'd have to come to to a consensus on like, okay, we got to play it in this specific order. Uh, and I was like, that'd be too, way too big of a headache. But I think we at the same time, at the same time, it would be a good one to like really chop up into segments to complete because it's got, it's it's pretty, it's a very segmented game, so... It's kind of a long um, one, though, isn't it? It's very long, yeah. There's, um, what, so eight, so there's eight characters each. I think each has like three or four chapters. Four, four chapters, eight characters, four chapters each, yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Um, so this game was basically dropped on Kickstarter with a trailer for the, some of the former members of the Sweet Coding cast saying, you know, they wanted to make some kind of spiritual successor, but they also wanted to like have full control of the IP in order to make the game that they thought that gamers really wanted. So as of right now, it has 46,307 backers and the campaign, the Kickstarter has raised a total of 481,621,841 yen. Um, what's that in USD, my friend? Let me see if I can Google that real quick. Um, Google yen to USD. For the record, I think that's 481,621,841 yen. Nice. Okay. Um, dollars. It is $4,533,103. So it's well, it raised like four point five million. Sounds like enough to play a video game uh, or yeah. to to create a video Bitcoin. game. Yeah, and I uh, maybe I have no idea, but <laughs> <laughs> you would think, especially something like this. But we'll get into this a little bit later. Uh, sometimes these Kickstarter games can run into some trouble, as we've seen in the past. But I was reading through like sort of what they were. It was a long ass page, just talking about their whole plan and everything. But they said that a lot of problems with Kickstarter games is they don't have scalability 
so they introduce all these rewards and then they can't, you know, ramp up to actually meet everything. And then the game never actually comes out. But they said they had like some kind of backing company that was willing to give them the resources they needed if they raised the amount of money they needed. So they said that they weren't really worried about that. And there was even some language in there about how they know that people don't have faith in Kickstarters a lot of times. But they were like, but believe in us. <laughs> That's what they all say. Like, I know, I know that most people who do this thing are terrible, but I'm not <laughs> terrible, okay? Right. Um, That's how the politicians get us, Scott, okay? It's true. Um, God damn it. Siri keeps coming up. Stop it. It's true. Hey, Siri, you know. <laughs> uh, Siri's agreeing with us. But um, so like, for example, I think one of the most infamous uh, Kickstarters is Mighty Number no. 9, which was that uh, Mega Man clone by the creator of Mega Man. And that game came out after years of development hell, and people didn't like it. And on top of that, I think they promised like a 3DS version that is still not out. <laughs> and this was like years ago, and it took years to come out. It's not going to come out. Yeah, probably not. No, it's not. not. I, I wonder if there's any legal ramifications with that. Like, if you make a pledge to do something for money, I feel like you're, like, legally obligated to do that thing or return people's money. You would think so. I th there's some kind of gray area with how Kickstarter works that, like, sometimes you can get screwed, but there are uh, certain guarantees in place. Yeah, I we should probably check that out, but I, I imagine there's probably, like, a... this. This Kickstarter project is only um, like only has to oblige by one thing, like releasing the game. That's the only thing they actually have to do. Everything else is like, oh well, if they do it, they do it. If they don't, they don't. You know, that's mm -hmm. you know the, up to their moral standards. But you are only giving your money for this specific uh, pledge. Yeah. And another game that I could think of that was a Kickstarter um, is Ukulele, which was a Banjo-Kazooie uh, Kickstarter or inspired project by some of the former Rare developers. And although that came out and it wasn't terrible, it also wasn't great. And so people were disappointed by that. I mean, come on, though. Really? A Ukulele Banjo game? <laughs> Wow. It, it's a lizard named Yuka with a bat named Laylee. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't um, know. Play on words. the other hand, there have been some successful ones. Like just recently, we had Bloodstained, which was a Castlevania clone. Apparently, that was good. And uh, Shovel Knight, which is like an indie darling. I think that was a Kickstarter originally. Um, and But the thing with that one was they had so many stretch goals. I think it was just uh, earlier this year or maybe late last year where they finally fulfilled like the the last stretch goal. And Shovel Knight's been around for a while now. So years. Yeah it's, yeah, it's on like a bunch of systems. Yeah, and although that is a really good game, I've played it myself. Um, it's like, geez, they really, the de developers really painted themselves into a corner with that. I'm sure they're sick of Shovel Knight. <laughs> yep. Um. But on this Ayudin Chronicle, uh, it looks like they have met 
all their stretch goals. Looks like their last one was at 4.5 million. So maybe they're actually keeping true to their word. Like they're not going to, you know, keep expanding just to get more money. Yeah, I hope they don't try to add more fluff to it just for the money. Because this game looks so good. Like I'm I'm looking through some of the like little GIF videos that they have of it. And mm-hmm. like it's so beautiful, it's making me tear up. So <laughs> I mean it looks good. Yeah, our, our it looks really emotional good. Emotional soul. I am. I'm seeing it and it's just so beautiful. The teamwork, the camaraderie, the vision. <laughs> I think I'm with Rich. I might actually back this. Because even though I don't know that I'm going to love the game, it looks good enough. To, I think I would like it. And I want that physical version. <laughs> so 6,000 yeah. yen. That's how much you have to do for the physical version. How much is how that? Much in it, dollars. Uh, you, uh, hey, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, $56, so apparently just the price of a normal game. If you want the digital, it's 4,000 yen. And so that would be 3765. 3765. Did they say what system is going to be on? Uh, From what I could understand, it was everything except Switch. Oh, of course. They said that they would put it on Nintendo's next generation console, which nobody even knows what that is. But what they their reasoning for that was apparently it's notorious for the amount of time it takes to develop a game that by the time they get close to like porting and releasing, apparently Nintendo's old software is like so far behind that it's hard to like make a good port. Not impossible, but it's like they, we don't want to set ourselves up for failure. So I was surprised that language was actually in there. Poor Switch. Probably smart. Probably smart. What all <laughs> What all are they planning on releasing for this? Um, I think it's PS4, Xbox One, PS5, Xbox X, Steam. Cool. Yeah, I, so I, the, uh, the crazy person in me really wants to do like like one of the really expensive backings. Cause I want a t-shirt. I want a t-shirt. <laughs> I want a unique role on discord. Come on. But I want a vinyl. I want the CD soundtrack, like all of these things that I want to start collecting. But then like the prude in me is like, Oh, like my butthole starts puckering up. Cause I don't I want to spend that much money. <laughs> well, there's even like on some of the higher tiers, you can like get yourself into the game. Apparently like, one of them that I noticed is like there's probably a, there's going to be a fishing mini game apparently shocker it's a Japanese RPG, but uh, there's there could be like a special type of fish that has like your face. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. I need to do that. Have my hair like in front of my face. Yeah, it's horrifying. That's Just scrolling horrifying. down here more, the um, soundtrack is by Matoi Sakuraba, who's known for his work on the Tales of Shining uh, series, Shining Force Three. Golden Sun, Button Kaitos. Golden Sun has good music. Does Tails? Uh, yeah. Tails games didn't have some good music. Jay's our local Tails expert. It's good enough. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that name before. Um, let's. I'm trying to. Okay, here we go. PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, and 
Nintendo's next generation console, whatever that may be. So do they know something that we don't know? I think that was actually like that made it, uh, some headlines that that was like actually referred to by an official company. <laughs> Maybe they know more than Nintendo does. I'm trying to see what other benefits there are here. There's some freaking huge pledges you can do in here. Like the minute I see that you you were awarded the Discord role of noble, I'm like I'm not rich enough for that. <laughs> right. Um Oh, you can get replicas of the weapons, apparently, and figures, and an art book. Oh, you can have a meeting with the team, meet meet the actual developers. Hmm. Get your name you on a tombstone probably... in the game, a painted portrait of yourself. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You probably can't understand them. That's a good point. Hey, is it true that there, like, there's actually technology to translate live now? Um, I think so. Probably. I, I think I've heard that, but Google does some stuff, man. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about this. And it sounds like you guys are too. And then there was also Edge of Eternity that we talked about earlier. I didn't really look at the Kickstarter for that too closely, but that one was announced in or what the Kickstarter started in twenty fifteen. And it got fully uh... funded. So here we are five years later. I think that's another example of Kickstarter. I know, and that's, that's the, the, the biggest problem for me is that none of these pledges would be fulfilled until 2022. You might be I'm like, dead oh, that's, that's two years from now? Oh, man, I'm going to have a seven-year-old. My child is going to be seven years old when this <laughs> game comes out. I don't know what me in 2022 is going to be like. What if I lose my arms? What if I'm in an accident and I don't have hands and I can't play this game? Why are you doing that? <laughs> can't make a commitment. You're going to have to like, you're going to have to now take extra precautions to not lose your arms. I know. And that, so I had the same issue. We were looking at a couch. We wanted to buy a couch for the nice winter, like this huge couch with, with like a double, um, double chase. And it pulls out into like a, uh, this uh, kind of like a bed but it's not a hideaway bed it's something you just pull out and it lifts up and it's the most comfy looking couch ever but they're like oh you can buy it now it's like a 1500 dollars couch but we won't have them in stock until the end of october and i'm like oh i can't do that i can't i can't <laughs> spend the money now and wait until october come on Man. it's october that's a month away that's um, almost two months away what who do you think i am but uh yeah i don't I, think it's hard Apparently, I have commitment issues. <laughs> yes, I need it do. now. I want it now. <laughs> I am the same way. Yeah, I understand that. Um, so, have you guys? And that's ever... why. Hold on. That's why I throw so much money at Amazon because it's like you buy it two days later, it's yours. So this like, is the reason why Jeff this... Bezos has so much power is because of you. You. Yes, you, all because of me. <laughs> the the <laughs> all I'm the, the money way, I've Jay. thrown at Jeff. <laughs> I feel bad about it for because I'm, you know, a filthy uh, extremist liberal, but I'm addicted to Amazon. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that. That's hilarious. Down with capitalism, Amazon. Exactly. This immediately. <laughs> exactly. I want this now. <laughs> hey, it's the sentiment behind it. Okay, it's the moral, the moral of our words, not the yeah. not the moral of our actions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, have you guys ever kickstarted anything before, or yes. backed anything? Okay, what? Um, I back the, okay, so the 8-bit 
uh, what was it called? I'm pulling up my Kickstarter real quick, but I what did I back? Um, I backed first. I backed the Unchained, or excuse me, the Chained Echo. Game. I've heard of that. Okay, so that's that one that looks really good. It's a demo out on Steam, but I also backed. Where the heck is? It? I can't find it. Well, anyways, um, I backed. NES back Maker. Back it up. Make NES games, no coding required. I backed that up like a couple years ago. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I just got to find the component. So basically, you can. It's it's a software that they, allows you to make NES games, and then the equipment to basically flash it onto a cartridge. Oh, that's NES cool. Cartridge. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, it looks like I backed ukulele. Um. Which I ended up, sucker. <laughs> I think I ended up canceling that because I wanted the Switch version, and the, they ended up having to delay that, if I remember right. But it wouldn't be hard to get now. And there was a couple like, like art books or comic books, comic series that I've backed before. Um, there was this really funny web comic called a uh, Brawl in the Family at one point that. Uh, focused on like the, the smash brothers cast getting into shenanigans um so i backed that and those are always really good but that's about it for me i got nothing that, nothing for you jay nope so maybe i'll add a uden to this list soon i, I will probably also do that yeah Look at and hope that i don't lose my hands hey was that pillars of dust game was that backed at all no. or did they just make it they just made it. Okay. I wasn't sure. Um That was a fun game. So are we ready to talk around about like the the more socioeconomic ideas around Kickstarters and, and stuff? Because I want to talk about it. I want to talk yes, about Jay, why I love but, them. But, but not at length. Okay. <laughs> I have no promises. <laughs> so first off, I want to say that I do not have a speech plan, so I'm going to talk all over myself for a little bit, and I may contradict myself a couple times. I reserve the right to fully do that. And I also want to point out that I am a huge hypocrite and that I do still support these huge monolithic tech companies that are, you know, Apple, Amazon. Um, and in the case of there are many in the game uh, realm as well, Microsoft being one of those huge, uh, you know, tech giants that squash the little man and make it impossible to try and compete. Um, but the reason why I, I totally dig Kickstarters, despite the fact that I have a hard time committing to them, is that they allow these small people to create awesome games and to create stuff without having these tech giants back them. Um, because a, a lot of times what these... Uh, huge companies will do uh, and this kind of transcends beyond the gaming industry this is in software uh, hardware pretty much anything is that whenever you have a really good idea you have to have a lot of money in order to pull off that idea and even more money to try and market that idea because marketing is is more expensive than actually creating whatever you're wanting to create so that requires a, a an insane amount of money and so in order to get that money you have to have investors and who are the people investing these huge companies, you know, Microsoft, Google, Salesforce, like all of these companies have to invest in these products or they have to um, 
and in the case of video games, you, you have to say, okay, well, I'll let my team develop, you know, my team will help develop the game. Like we'll have contracts. You can contract some of this work to me for like a specific percentage of the profit or for, it would probably end up being for percentage of profit um, because I doubt they have the money to just downright pay some company, some uh, studio to actually develop this stuff. So then you end up with this, this huge parasite leaching on to like the original idea and the original team that's developing this. That's, that's kind of uh, subtly controlling all the direction that this game makes like oh like no you don't want to do that like oh you know maybe we'll if you don't do this you know we'll, we're less inclined to give you the money like i don't know that would kind it of sort of talks our... about that on the uh page somewhere yeah totally and so it happens in every single industry where you have these huge tech companies that you almost need in order to make what you want succeed uh and it's incredibly hurtful to um in my opinion it's it really hurtful for innovation and just the cre- like new content creators um because it ends up just getting swallowed by the big tech giants and and whenever you get something that big like you almost you lose a little something you know like i don't like it ends up becoming bland and j- like just another cog in the machine um so these Kickstarters, uh, GoFundMes, uh, well, what else is there? The For You pages, TikTok, all of these things that allow um, the content creators and game creators to just go directly to the people and be like, hey, like we want to make this thing. Here's our idea. You want to fund us? Oh, awesome. Like I have a ton of money now. I can do what I want without having to, to go like grovel at the feet of Microsoft. Um corporate overlords yeah it's it's super cool uh and i don't know i i don't know how else to describe it than other than being really really cool um yeah um it's it's definitely a good thing in the long run i think it's just as we talked about there it comes with its own set of issues but uh Time being one of those issues, because whenever you have somebody who's huge with unlimited resources backing you, then you are pretty much able to just whip out like high quality stuff in a relatively short amount of time. High quality being subjective because we know what some of these top tier gaming companies have put out in recent years and it's not high quality. Um, They're they're just losing, they're sacrificing uh, like good for fast in a lot of cases like anthem being a huge one um that one space game that we mentioned earlier that i can't remember no man's sky no man's sky yeah um i was disappointed with anthem yeah and (laughs) the source spot for rich and that i think that's kind of what happens whenever you have these big companies come in and start start trying to put profits over the quality or the experience of whatever you're pushing out which I feel like Kickstarter, you're able to be like, sure, you have like, you want to try to hit these commitments and these deadlines. But since you can go straight to the community, you you can kind of just be real and be like, hey, like, like we are having issues with X, Y, and Z. We're going to have to delay it. But I swear we're like, we're doing everything we can to get this out. And I feel like people are more inclined to believe it. Like if Microsoft 
like the Microsoft spokesperson came out and was like, Hey, we're, uh, we're delaying this. Uh, we have a, it's a couple, the game's done. I swear the game's done, but uh, we, you know, want to fix a couple of bugs here and there. It's, you know, no big deal. We want to make sure the best thing goes to you. Everyone's just going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So you guys screwed up most likely is what you're saying. Like something, something <laughs> bad's happened. Uh, like there's no trust there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I hope that everything goes well with this because it's super promising and I'd like for, like these Kickstarter games to become more of the norm. And I'd like for there to be able to be a uh, like culture of trust around these Kickstarter games and people giving into these Kickstarter games instead of these small gaming companies having to go to our corporate overlords for funding, for marketing and, and right. development. So fingers uh, crossed. Disa in our Twitch chat, she says, backing is interesting. I've backed Fidget Cube. And it's sort of backing on Polymega. And she recently backed a mini GBA looking emulation handheld. That does not shock me, Disa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I looked up a fidget cube and apparently it's sort of like a fidget spinner. It's just, you know, something for your to do with your fingers. I, I almost bought one on Etsy. Because I was oh. like, this thing looks interesting. Because I yeah. am a fidgeter. That's why, <laughs> like, that's why I'm, I'm, I hope you guys can all hear this. I usually twist in my chair like crazy and my chair recently just started squeaking. And so I've been having to hold in all of my angst. So not to squeak in my chair for your ears. You're welcome. I turned my volume down to prevent echo. So I can't hear it as much anymore. So, but I did hear it earlier. So, um, you, you got any final thoughts on Kickstarters, Rich? No, I mean, I don't like the fact that if big companies come in, and uh use kickstarter like hey we're gonna kickstart this game here let you guys be a part of it like you have money you go if microsoft came in and did that i'd be like screw you dude you you microsoft literally has billions in cash assets like that's not even equity like cash assets they have billions and billions and billions and so like if they wanted to billions and billions and billions (laughs) exactly so if they wanted to they could like they could fund games for the next 6,000 years and be fine. Like with no, no, uh, no revenue at all. Like that's how much cash assets they have. So screw them, screw them. Yep. Oh, wasn't Shinmu three. Wasn't that a Kickstarter game? Yup. Like they finally did a sequel and it, but it was like by the same company that did the series in the first place. So that felt a little skeevy to me. Like it's like yeah. they knew they weren't going to get their money back. So they did Kickstarter. I don't know. Um, Disa also says the cubes are good for anxiety, but even better is this mini handheld that I mostly use will use to keep with me on social gatherings and she can sneak off for a couple of minutes to soothe anxiety, etc., without it being like, Hey, let me grab my switch and get two minutes alone. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm imagining like a, like a game boy micro. You guys remember those? Oh, they were so good. I, I have so many fond memories with my Game Boy Micro and Pokemon Fire Red. So I used to have to go to a moose lodge. My my grandparents were uh, like, I don't know, pretty high up in, in the local moose lodge of Anna, Illinois. And so my grandpa uh, would like do their Sunday night steak cooking and my and uh, he would read out the bingo on Thursdays and my grandma would play bingo. And so every Thursday and every Sunday evening and night, I would just take my Game Boy 
with Pokemon Fire Red and just lay on a couch that they had there for like hours straight. <laughs> I feel like my fingers would cramp. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, was, I never I was had young. I was uh, 11, 12, 13, probably mo- mostly just like 11, 12 age. So he had yeah. them baby hands. Yeah, I still have baby hands. Well, all right then. I have tiny hands too, by the way. It's uh, girl hands. It's unfortunate. Mine, mine are probably <laughs> average. Hmm. Mine are big. You know what they um, say. Big feet. Big gloves. Yep, big gloves. <laughs> no, mine are normal size. Um, okay, so I think we need to wrap up the main discussion there. Um, then I guess next is RPG Club. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's go. All right, everyone. Quiet down. All rise. We're here today to bring to order the next session of the RPG Club. All in favor? All opposed? And looks like the eyes have it. Then let the RPG Club commence. Okay. Um, did we finish it, boys? Yes, I finished Congrats. it yesterday. Congrats. Right at twenty hours, I'm I'm in, baby. I'm proud of you, Jay. Yeah, you put in you put in the work. What about you, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> I, I met with silence. Okay, so where are yes. you? I totally forget where I'm at now. Plead the fifth. We're in court. Plead the yeah, fifth. I plead the fifth, and uh, you can't ask me that without my lawyer present. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Well, there it is. Shame. Um, Get naked. So that's your strike three, right. Rich. I'm, I'm sorry. Poop, you have baby. lost I'm your. Out. You cannot nominate or vote next on the next round. You're still required to play, though. Yes, I know. I'm <laughs> I still going to play this wild arms game. I swear to God. I was going to ask you if I you like were just going to quit or not. No, no, no. I'm still going to play. I like it. I, I, I do like the game. It's just I've not had a chance to, to do much. I think I'm going to try to plow through a lot of it tonight once I get past my freaking busy weekend. Yeah, it goes by. birthdays, th- man. That's all you got to do. You'll stop, also stop getting older. Okay? Yeah, I would love to. It's what to. Keanu did. It's what Paul Rudd did. Okay. Yeah, I would love to do what Paul Rudd does. <laughs> Well, our goal Probably this time drugs, was to get it's through drugs. the uh, the gate generator, and that involved a lot here. So I guess let's just jump in. And I assume, Rich, you uh, I don't you, care. you, still, you don't still mind spoilers? No, I don't mind too much of those. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just shamed mm. myself. So where we left off, story wise, I believe was we went back to Court Syme. And basically, Al has had, had the the dog demon thing. We're looking demon, four legged. He had threatened to like destroy the town if just they watch. Didn't. It's it's gonna be a dude, and like just he just likes to wear a uh, he just has like a a sheet over him. He's not a dog at all. <laughs> I I picture a a large hamster with a sheet over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have to go to the sacred shrine to get this item called the rune drive for Alhazad. And so what did we, you, you're, you're not even to this part yet, right, Rich? No. Okay. Um, 
So what did we think about the Sacred Shrine, Jay? This is a dungeon. Um, I thought it was okay. Um, I There were a lot of very subtle things that I would not have necessarily done or found if it wasn't for the guide. Like... Um, Trying to well, think. this is where they had the puzzle with where you had to use hand pen on that kid. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to talk to the dog, and the dog turned into the monster. Oh, yeah. Like a secret yeah. boss, kind of, or something. Yeah. And I'm like, uh. Turned into a beetle had... tank. Yeah, it did. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, I just had, like, because I had a guide, I was fine, but I cannot imagine. How long all of this would have taken me without a guide? It, it's good. Yeah, uh, what I think were if you people thinking in the nineties, yeah, I think if you talk to those kids, one of them mentions they're afraid of mice or something. But my two brain cells still would not have connected. Oh, I need to use hand pen. Yeah, because you never have to use one on a <laughs> on a human before that. <laughs> oh my god, this game, this fucking game. Right, and I got lost in this dungeon a couple times too. So, but. It's one of the more non-linear ones. Um, but anyway, everyone's hiding out here. You get the rune drive, which um, you use to power up the earth column. And there's a scene here where they can't figure out how to get it to turn on. And then that night, Cecilia sneaks out and she's like, won't she please? And then and then it works. <laughs> um, so more hints at, you know, Cecilia being the the innocent one with all her magic powers. Um, so that was a decent scene, I thought. And I wrote down in my notes that you work with a character named Nikolai here, but I do not remember that. Remember him? <laughs> um, um, yeah, he was the guy that um, that was at the chest, and you took the rune out of the chest, and then you went back to the town, and you talked to him. He was oh, the yeah. guy, yeah. I guy. did take notes there. as I was playing this section because last week when I was trying to recap it, there was a lot of like holes in my memory. So <laughs> I played, ba I basically played the last two sections this last week. So I have a lot of stuff running together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, so once you have the earth golem, you're able to go to the photosphere, which is where it's the demon base where they hang out. And there's like this giant force field that they put up. So you did have the Earth Golem before this. It just wasn't powered up to be able to burst through the photosphere. Oh, okay. So you got the Earth Golem. Um, you had to have the you got the Earth Golem and then had to use it to even get to Court Seam. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember that vaguely now. You also defeat Alhazad somewhere in here. I think at the Sacred Shrine. So he's sort yeah, of like it is. It's so you end up shrine. not having to give him the uh, the drive after all. Everybody goes back to town happy. But you go into the photosphere. You um, There's like a blue-robed figure that's sort of like helping you through the dungeon. But then it turns out that that's Zeke, Siegfried. Yeah, the, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. And now that I mean, I'm thinking I, I wasn't it, too surprised because, I mean, the last time he was like, oh, wait, like uh, towards the end of the last segment, uh, that's when mother was like, no, I'm going to destroy everything. Of course. What are you talking about? I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to destroy this earth. I'm going to destroy everybody. And then I'm going to go right. somewhere else. and I'm going to destroy all that. And he was like, oh shit. Oh no. <laughs> I kind of liked that because it's like, 
instead of them just being like, well, okay, they he actually did something about it or yeah. tried to. So that was cool. Um, but Zeke has decided that he's going to be like the demon ruler of the land. And it even tells you later, like towards the end of this section, that yes, he was trying to betray Mother. Um, you also fight Lolithia somewhere in here, finally. This was such a hard battle for me. Oh, yeah? Uh, yes. She kept putting all of my people to sleep and then railing me. And then continuing yeah. to put my people to sleep. They would always sleep fall sucks in this game. It's always awful. fall asleep. <laughs> and the worst thing is that I had no items to stat like heal sleep. So I had to grind a little bit and then um I don't think there is an item to heal sleep. I could be wrong about that, but I have no idea because I didn't have an item to do it. <laughs> I didn't and I didn't get a status healing um magic until I went to the guild of of lonely lonely mages out in the the southern yeah. section of the world. Um, and this is before that point, so yes. So I I had a difficult time. Also, wrote I had down to get that lucky. I had to get it, lucky that at least one person would not fall asleep, so that I could keep healing. Yeah, and I wrote down that it absorbs sonic vision, which I think is like your strongest attack at that point. And any freeze spells. Um, fire, it's weak against has, fire, though. Colin has confirmed in our chat here that there is no item that he'll sleep. Wah, so, wah. <laughs> um, so then you actually fight Mother here and defeat her, which I was surprised by. I was expecting this to be final boss material. We learn later in this section that she's not really dead, but she's goopy. Yes, she's turned into like a Resident Evil final goopy. blob boss. <laughs> But we'll get there. Um, so the photosphere starts to blow up after you defeat Mother, and then Jane and Bartholomew, Calamity Jane and Bartholomew, show up and save you. And they ha sort of have like a, a planning session back at Adlahide. I thought this was cool. So it's like because it was like all the side characters sort of had to come together and um, like just do like a committee kind of. Um. It sort of becomes apparent here that Calamity Jane is in love with Rudy, um, which I thought was cool. I didn't really see that twist coming. Um, you didn't? I, well, I, I did after the, the Read part where the, the roof lines, collapsed. Scott. Yeah. I just thought it was cool because I didn't expect these side characters to keep returning in the story. And they seem to be important. Um, let's see what else. While you're on the sweet candy, you're both the the four demons reappear and they're like, "It's not over yet. We're gonna take over the yeah, world." That's when Zeke, like the guy with the cloak, shows up and Zeke's like, "Ha ha! It was me. Oh yeah, I helped you. <laughs> I am shook." Um, but at this point, you figure out you have to go to get to the outer sea, and in order well, to first. So I had to go and talk to people to figure out like, oh, this, there's something happening at the outer sea. And then you yeah. just, you have to specifically go to um, Rosetta, Rosetta town to talk to the mayor. And he's like, Hey, this thing's stopping us from doing stuff. And this is another right. instance of like, if I did not have a guide hours, hours would have been spent trying to figure out where I needed to go. Yeah. And I can't even really figure out why you have to talk to the mayor first anyway, but 
so the next boss is the Dragon Shrine. Not the next dungeon, I mean. You go into this uh, whirlpool, and you're after the, the water summon, Lucadia. There's like so many summons at this point that I can't really keep them straight anymore. <laughs> I haven't been keeping track. I just, I have the original ones that I had, and then right. I just leave them. Um, there are some tricky block puzzles here. Um, there was one particularly assholeish one where you had to move the block just right in order for it to like set into its hole. Yeah, you can't push it all the way down, which it looks like it's supposed to go all the way down, and then you push it to the left or push it to the right, depending on which side. But it's literally like all the way down, except maybe like a foot. Right. It's like the furthest you can push it down without hitting the wall <laughs> on mm-hmm. the bottom. But it looks like that's all the space there is. Because I kept I kept pushing it down and then to the left, and just that it would it wouldn't lock it. And I was like, "What the hell? Yeah, is this a bug?" What's going on? Um, so you also get the magic vase here, which is a new tool for Cecilia. Basically, all it does is put out fire. It's just like a, you know, a puzzle solver, I guess. So he says a magic thing. You just dump water on fire. Ooh. Yeah, it's like a vase with an endless supply of water. I guess that's why it's magic. All right. Okay. I feel like you can do a lot of good with that vase. Yeah. <laughs> you could have put out the Adlahide when it was burning, I guess. <laughs> well, also, I'm sure there are like desert areas that are suffering a drought. You're like, here is your water. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good way to get super rich, too, I bet. And then you you find out here that the demon's plan is to destroy the ray line, which is like some kind of. I kind of. It made me think of like the life stream. It's like the lifeblood of the planet, it's what keeps the planet thriving. There are a lot of plot points in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then you fight Lady Harkin the, for the first time here. Um, and after you defeat her, Jack learns like a new fast draw technique from her. But it started to become an, apparent to me that there's some kind of connection between Harkin and um, Jack. They start talking about how their swords. Oh, your sword is the same as my sword. Why are our swords the same? What's going on? <laughs> so my I was like, maybe you guys bought it at the same place. I mean, <laughs> they might have made two. You both went into Walmart around the same sale. I don't know. Yeah, um, I have a theory that there's going to be like a female character that um, Jack was interested in at one point in his past, and he did something, and he lost her, and she turned into a demon. Maybe. I, yeah. I, I'm having a hard time with, are these demons literally from hell, or are they from a different planet um, called Hades? I don't know if you guys can still hear me, but my AirPods just died, so I'm going to have to go get headphones real quick. I can still hear you, but you cannot hear me. It's just me and you, Rich. Well, let's talk. Let's keep going. We got this. Okay, so... Yeah, <laughs> where exactly was he at? <laughs> oh yeah, Demon Lab. So you get all the way through the Demon Lab, you fight the people, um, some weird connection between her and Jack. So Harkin is protecting the Dark Tear and Alizad is horny. Yes, because, so basically he pops in and like gets a little flirty with her and she's like, get back, you nasty, nasty. And uh, and he's like, oh, oh. He kind of backs off a little bit, but that, that was kind of funny that 
that uh, Al Hazad was trying to get himself some uh, some Lady Hark in there. Um, so they're like these. It's, the Demon Lab is pretty stereotypical lab, like what you think it would be as a lab. Like there are computers, there are like containers of bubbly gooiness. So I talked about Al Hazad being horny. Do you want to do your little snippet about what? Al Hazad being a horn dog. Oh. <laughs> um so you go to the demon lab and you find out that they're trying to protect this like dark tier, which I'm guessing is like the opposite, the counter thing of the um the teardrop that Cecilia has. And it Al Hazad is like kind of horny for Lady Harkin here. <laughs> She's she calls him like a sleaze at some point. Giddy giddy. We got we got some some demon horniness going on here. Um, so you go through the demon lab. There are scientists sort of guarding the computers. You kind of learn more about the demon's plan, and then you fight Lady Harkin again, and then it becomes even more apparent that there's some kind of connection. You go to the Forgotten Ruins next. You get the I'm, try, I'm trying to remember what the Forgotten Ruins were. Uh, I oh, think oh, it was oh, just a single where, screen, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, it is. It is just the you have to go west of Court Seam, and it's just a house, or actually, it's just an open area. You go in, it's just a single house. I remember now. Apparently, it was where um, Rudy's dad was, and apparently, there's some good info in the books that kind of like gives um, foreshadowing to the end of our segment. Hmm. I did not read the books. Interesting. I. Uh... I forgot all about the plot point of Rudy's dad, so I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but you get the ocarina, and that lets you summon the golem wherever you want. Then you go through the Wandering Isle, which is that dungeon where you had to like grapple between like floating islands back and forth I, a lot. I was moving through this really fast, and I felt like Spider-Man. Actually, kind of like that dungeon. It was fun like having to grapple around like that. There was a couple times where I was, was like, I had a hard time lining it up just right. It's like Jesus Christ, I just hit it. <laughs> yep. But, um, so then you go to the dead sanctuary. This is the the dungeon that has all those statue puzzles where you have to like move the statues into the proper place. And um, what else? Is there anything else that happens there in particular? Not really. the The puzzle was kind of a. Again, I would not. It would have taken me forever if I didn't have a guide. So yeah, that was. So I remember in particular there was like a color one statue colored puzzle where different colors of statues and the Mm -hmm. they had to be in the correct spot. You have to like blow up the green one. Yeah, and then it goes red. No, you have to put the blue one in, then the red one in, then the gold one in. So blue right, red left, gold middle. Mm-hmm. And the hints to that were like throughout the dungeon. There was like little plaques on the wall that would just would like speak vaguely about something. But if yep. you weren't, if you didn't know that that's what it was doing, like giving you hints for a puzzle, then or if you just thought it was like lore or whatever, then I could see. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would, you would have had to go back through the whole dungeon and reread them, which would have been fucking annoying. <laughs> yep. So the boss battle in this one was literally the hardest ever like it it took me so many tries the boomerang versus lucy uh, boomerang and lucy because both of them 
have an attack that will do like 1800 damage plus and that is enough to one shot yeah. uh, cecilia for me so like if um if any if they both do their really strong move at the same time one of them knocks out cecilia the other one attacks like rudy or jack with like not full hp then yeah. all all of a sudden i have two people gone well, I think by this point, we had gotten like the level two spells, right? Or at least some of them. Supposed to have. <laughs> um, so you do get to get, get start getting level two spells somewhere around this part of the game. Uh, but I mean, if Cecilia is gone, they'd one-shot her for me. That's true, yeah. Um, so. so I thought it was cool being able to like re-choose which spells you wanted. I actually dissolved a lot of my older spells to try and you know get more graphs back for the higher level stuff. I apparently had a bunch of graphs uh, like stockpiled because I was able to just keep nailing out like, oh, I want the high freeze, the high spark. Um, yeah, right. and it feels cool. like Cecilia is like more useful after you get those. <laughs> Significantly, yeah. yeah. So I liked that. But anyway, you leave the dead sanctuary after defeating Boomerang and Lucid again. And um, on the way out, you get kidnapped by Zeke and taken to our final stop for this section, the uh, gate generator. Which is apparently what created like the demonic darkness that destroyed Adelheid. Um, so that's one question answered, I guess. Of course, this section opens with a battle with those three clown things with the umbrellas. Oh man, that, that just put you to sleep me. over and over. <laughs> that shook me, dude, because I had already used like most of my items with Boomerang and Lucide, mm -hmm. and then like. I was I was stressing out the whole time during that battle, and those those dudes just put you to sleep. They aren't necessarily difficult, but you don't want to underestimate them. Um, yeah, that it fucked me up too because I was like, "Are they just going to kill me while I sit here asleep for you know ten minutes?" <laughs> yep. Um, Lisa asks if we renamed any of the spells. Nope. Nope. Uh, if I was playing by myself, I think I would. But I wanted to like make sure that people knew what we were talking about when we mentioned the spell names. So we got spark ass, we got flame ass, we got <laughs> exactly. freeze ass. <laughs> um, so at the gate generator, you sort of go through a, a wild goose chase with Zed, trying to follow him around. Um, there's a part where you have to like use him as a grapple point. <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> I, which I, I did not use the guide throughout this whole section because I... Uh, I've, I've only been using the guide on the sections that I know will have a hard puzzle because otherwise I, I find myself, uh, I find that I am able to move faster throughout the dungeons without the guide because I'm not stopping to read the guide every like two steps. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to just like run through it all. Uh, yeah. And I do use that sprint. I do hold down X I've started all using the time too. To, to sprint through. Um but yeah, I didn't even think about, like, it took me a second to be like, well, there's nothing to grapple onto. I wonder if I can grab, like, I remembered the mouse thing. I was like, okay, I'll try to grapple onto him. And I was like, oh, it worked. <laughs> Neat. Right. There's a part where you, if you're not careful, you can end up trapped in a room by Zed. Um, which... You have to use the, the, the clock, the time the right, time turner. to reset. Yeah. I know we had one listener. Um, I think we got her feedback somewhere in here, but she found it difficult that... She forgot about the the little watch thing, so <laughs> she like literally reloaded a save point and played back to that point, which was I 
I also got accidentally jumped off a cliff into an area that trapped me. And I was like, guys, help me. I'm stuck here. I have no <laughs> idea what to do. And uh, Saitan was like, use the time turner. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Um, by the way, I've not been able to figure out like what Zed's role is in the demons. Cause he's not one of the quarter knights, but it like, it's, he wants to be, is, or is he just like a lackey? I thought he was a quarter knight. Well, you've got Zeke, Harkin, Alhazad, and now Boomerang. That are the quarter nights. Um, so oh, only four because yeah. four quarters make a dollar. Well, who knows? It doesn't really matter. But you fight a Diablo, which is another one of the golems. Any lot easier, a lot easier than Lolithia. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with that one. And then you finally get to fight uh, Zeke, and I don't really remember having too much trouble with that one either. I did. I didn't have a lot of trouble. Um, Definitely harder than most of the quarter night battles that we've done. Yeah. But not anything, well, aside from Boomerang and Lucid. Uh, nothing nothing as compared to the Boomerang and Lucid battles. But yeah. It wasn't too bad. He tries to do like a self-destruct attack sort of by sucking everyone into, into one of the demon gates. And he believes that he's like the destined ruler, so he doesn't think he thinks he'll survive. He freaking grapples onto Rudy's arm. He throws a grapple and he's like, I'm going to take you with me. I was surprised by that. Like, I wonder why like, he why? picked Rudy. Why? And, yeah. why grapple onto him? Everything's going to get sucked up anyway. Why'd you do that? Right. So Rudy's stuck. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he. He does cut his arm off, right? He he cuts his own arm off, yes. Yes. He tries to cut the chain off, and then he's like, oh, screw it, and chops off his own arm. Yeah. The way it's like the sprite pixelated stuff, I, like, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if I interpreted that fully correctly. but um, I think Zeke even says, like, what? You cut your own arm off? Because oh, yeah. Rudy doesn't talk, you know? Do you... Is this what you were referring to when you were talking about Rudy being a badass? Yeah. And then, and then shortly after, it's like everyone's freaking out because, like, oh, Rudy, Rudy, I can't heal him. And it's like, oh, he's a goddamn robot. <laughs> right. So they all get sucked up into the black hole. Um, Zeke goes to the photo, is taken back to the photosphere. And uh, this is when Mother reappears. Apparently, she's not dead. She sort of drops from the ceiling. She like there's like goop falling from the ceiling. I'm like, oh, gross. She's just like a blob of flesh at this point. It kind of looked yeah. like disgusting um and you know apparently zeke but she knows zeke betrayed her so she just sort of like it looks like she absorbs him like takes him into herself yeah she totally she eats him she jumps all up on him and smushes him down it reminded me of a scene have, did you guys ever watch um uh norbit yes nope. it reminds me of the scene when when uh she jumps onto norbit on the bed She's yeah huge yeah um there's a horror movie where the main monster is just like a amorphous blob that the, takes things the in. blob it might be just the blob yeah like the 30s or 40s so rudy is like unconscious and because he cut his own arm off they kind of figure out that he's apparently an android like he's got machinery parts and shit they sort of think that he's a cyborg or a demon at first but emma examines him and determines that you know it's just He's got all the human parts. It's just they're made out of like a different material. So there you go. He's able to do all the human things. Right. You know, what, I, know what I'm saying? He's got <laughs> the parts. They're just made out of something a little bit different. Right. So it's unclear if they, they think somebody made him and that he's not a demon, is I think what the consensus was. I So Colin 
in the discord made some made some little hints because i was making a joke about about rudy like or me and saitan were talking about rudy you know being flirtatious and ha- having a chance with cecilia and then colin was like i'm guessing you guys didn't read the books in uh <laughs> in his dad's office and i, I probably like, no, did but they're i did not read them what <laughs> what's in them and i'm guessing it has something to do about like creating um creating a, a robot man yeah. robot there's an emotional scene here where they're lamenting about what happened to Rudy and there's even like Calamity Jane kind of yells at Cecilia I guess because she's being such like a I don't know a do nothing uh, or just not being more fiery about it is that what it was she's just kind of pissed about Cecilia's attitude in general I can't stand I... you girl she says <laughs> <laughs> but they decide while everybody prepares for the the battle with the demons that Jack and Cecilia are going to head back to Rosetta to talk to Marielle, that eel girl, because they think she might have something that can heal Rudy. And that's where we end this segment. It's a good good section ending. Yeah. Very the, good section The plot ending. really heated up there. I'm, I really like that section. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm going to look forward to playing the next, the next segment. See where it goes. Yeah. So good call, Colin, on uh, that section ending. <laughs> yes. Good job, Colin. Your contributions are much appreciated. And we love you. <laughs> All the love. Um, and I kind of liked this section in general. It felt like it was might have been a little bit shorter than the other ones. Um, maybe it's just me. Thank God. <laughs> it still took me like just under six hours, I think. But so I was able I'm... to do it all in one day. I was able to just cram it all yesterday. Nice. Where did you start yesterday? I started at the Sacred Shrine. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So you. Oh, I thought that you had uh, not made it there. Oh, you hadn't made it there last week, but you had played some uh, before yesterday. I gotcha. Yeah, so I actually made it to the Sacred Shrine like earlier this week, mm. and um, and then continued it yesterday. Picked it back up, finished it all in one day. Grabbed myself a Red Bull and some hot Cheetos and slammed it, baby. Mm-hmm. And now that we have the level two spells, um, and I think the enemies are starting to get a little bit trickier um it's like i can't just mash attack through the bosses or i'm kind of enjoying the gameplay a little bit more i still have them i'm not enjoying the gameplay i i love the tools and stuff i'm not enjoying the random battles because there's a lot of them Uh, yeah there's a couple dungeons i still have everybody set on auto yeah so i have rudy and what's his face set on uh um i think there's a balanced section so Rudy and Jack on balanced, and then Cecilia on defensive for the majority of random battles. I have I usually have to change it all back to manual for the boss battles, though. Mm, yeah, and the puzzles are um, getting a little trickier too. There's a couple assholeish ones that we talked about that uh, annoyed me, but um, overall, I'm still not in love with the game or anything. But I, I see why people remember it fondly in some cases. Yeah, um, totally. I, I seriously, I, I still kind of sit with if if I were like ten or eleven playing this game, I'd be all in, baby. Like I'd, I'd love it, <laughs> right? And it's just like sometimes it's the story is weird. Like there'll be a, like a really good part, and then there'll be like barely any dialogue for certain sections. It's just I don't know. It's like the writers like only focused in on certain key points or something. But yeah, I guess we'll get to all that overall stuff when we get to the review. But Colin says, "Shame on Rich, play the darned darned game." And I'm playing the game. I got a life. I hate you, Colin. 
<laughs> we just got done saying how much we love you him. You can't talk to him like that. <laughs> and he also recommends, Jay, that you get the invisible spell, that you'll like it. Oh, yeah. There's a spell that turns you invisible and it reduces encounters. What? <laughs> okay. I'll do that. Do I get it at the, the Guild of, of Lonely Mages? I believe so. Okay. All right, so let's get jump into the listener feedback here. We didn't get too much this week, but uh, Rich, why don't you read that first one? All right, let's let's get crazy with this one. Um, let's see. Can you read that? It's kind of small. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so Caslo 25, nothing in the game teaches you harpen can interact with people, just hit switches and levers and opening chests, terrible game design. I think we mostly agree with you on that one yeah <laughs> I although like, I, I remember bill was arguing with him that it was great game design and i'm like what are you on bill <laughs> bill is old okay yeah, don't don't listen to bill he doesn't uh, know things satan said uh my main thoughts on the game are that it's becoming more of a chore the further we get into it even though i'm still somewhat enjoying it at times i've gotten pretty damn annoyed with the fact that i seem to have a 90 percent chance of running away from encounters that is my biggest gripe along with randoms but that spell does help some i guess he means invisible the combat has gotten better since we got some more skills and higher level spells and the dungeons of more complex puzzles, which could be nice for the most part. The story still is pretty decent, even if I know some of the stuff that is going to happen. Playing the group with the group is the only reason I'm still keeping at it, since it does add some more enjoyment overall, but I definitely won't ever touch it again. LOL. <laughs> yeah, this isn't something I'll come back to ever after this, I don't think, either. You but, say um, that. I might. I might. In one day the way off in retirement yeah. <laughs> remember it fondly i remember that rpg club <laughs> <laughs> um uh that'll so happen one day we'll be old apparently that. uh yeah you guys are pretty close let's go to a retirement home together <laughs> shady oaks but the uh, i like it i know that satan likes to run as much as he can to prevent becoming over level apparently that's how he plays all rpgs and apparently the run rate in this game is very low i wouldn't know because i just fight everything but um yeah it is i've tried to run many times i'm like god damn yeah i think it's interesting that that is the aspect that is killing it so much for him like making him actively dislike the game i want to not play the game while i'm playing the game (laughs) right (laughs) there are some uh games that allow you to adjust your level i think that's a really cool feature that i wish was in more games but anyway you can take the next one jay all right so next up is nayu um they say it was fun. Did not like forgetting the clock reset puzzles when Zed locked me in a room. As I then redid from the previous save point, the revelation wasn't an entire surprise. Cecilia's powers are so awesome. And then Bill decided to interact with our uh, with our listeners for some reason. Uh, <laughs> he said, yes, like she can hold a blue stone and hit animals with a stick. Pour water on stuff. Yeah, without the time traveling watch, she's great. And then Nayu's rolling, rolling their eyes and says, I meant when certain major stuff happens, she saves them all. Games certainly have questionable actions like hitting animals with a wand, not a stick. <laughs> That's a good point. Just bonks them. Yeah, Bonk. I think Nayu really likes I, I like to story. imagine it's a little tap, like a little, oh, <laughs> hey, little birdie. Like no, I think it's clubbing, ste- like clubbing seals. <laughs> Bam. Wow. Oh, no. Rich's favorite pastime. No, don't tell people that. Yeah, that's all the feedback from this boycotted week. Boycotted now. <laughs> all right, so let's hear from our legacy host. It's our fanciest segment, Tea Time with Bill. Let me get that drop here. 
And now, it's time we join an old friend once again. It's tea time with Bill. <coughs> Hello, welcome, welcome, yes. Uh, <laughs> I stole the intro from someone else. Uh, welcome to Tea Time with Bill. And oh yes, what, what, what a glorious segment that was of Wild Arms. I... I I was kind of um I was kind of in the same boat as Jay to be honest with you. Um I was in in the middle of in the middle of the game of the segment. I was a bit like oh, what there's nothing really going on. I'm just going from place to place to place and there doesn't seem to be anything happening and then yeah boom right at the end <clears throat> you get thrown into the gate generator and uh yeah you get thrown into all the plot as well. It just gets bang smack in your face and yeah Ruddy Rudy Ruddy Ruddy Rudy like he chopped his own arm off. Like balls out, man. That's awesome. <laughs> you just you, you just chopped your arm off, like literally. Like you couldn't couldn't snap through the wire. Zigfried, whatever his name is, told you it was in prod break. But off off of my fucking arm, then fuck you. Uh, well, that's that's bad language. <laughs> but yeah, what what an absolute badass. Um, and yeah, and then to find out he was a robot, I um I didn't remember that at all from when I played this game in the past. So yeah, I just I just completely wasn't expecting that. That just like side plated me. So yeah, really really good. And yes, I know I gave um, I know I gave one of our listeners some uh, <laughs> some grief on Twitter about how good Cecilia is with her abilities. Uh, I know she pulls it out the bag in the generator thing when she's using using the teardrop to bring everyone back. But um, I loved the gate generator dungeon where um, I know you sort of uh, you're going toe to toe with Zed while he sets. Possibly some of the worst traps imaginable. And yes, I did get caught in that room and I had to look at a guide. I'm, I'm going to confess to it. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I did it once. I was like, okay, I'll use the watch and I reset. I did it again. I was like, oh, he keeps locking me in here. And I was just like, oh God, what am I going to do? I was like, I can't. It was about 2 a.m. in the morning. I was like, I can't bother to think of this. I'm just going to look at a guide. And I did. <laughs> so there you go. Confessions with Bill. RPG confessions. I did look at a guide for that bit. But I just loved it. I love the fact that it made you think of, you know, which tool for which character should I be using to solve this puzzle? And it was really, really good. And the game is getting better at doing that every single dungeon. Um, again, a lot of guys have had complaints about the battles and the random encounters. I really don't mind it. I kind of find it quite enjoyable. You know, just me. Uh, I think, again, like I say, because, or like everyone else has said, the um, now that we've got a higher level of magic as well, and I'm using it a lot more, I am kind of just enjoying it more. But again, at the moment, I'm also steamrolling the bosses. So I have taken the tactic of just using Mystic Apples on Celia, and uh, she is a beast. Uh, again, I've only bothered powering up Ruddy's arm uh, which one uh, the rocket launcher I've only bothered doing that it currently hits for two and a half to three thousand damage and if you do armor down one of the enemies they are absolutely screwed and yeah and Jack's just a beast anyway so I haven't really had to touch him much <laughs> I'm just kind of like plowing stuff into Ruddy plowing mystic apples into Celia and it's going really well for me <laughs> I'll have to admit and I'm not having any real trouble with the bosses um, so yeah, I'm just really enjoying the game. It's kind of like a smooth ride. I'm at quite a low level. I'm level 32 at the end of the gate generator. And I finished in, I think it was about 15 and a half hours. It might be like 15, 40 something. But around that sort of mark. So I'm definitely keeping up with the old six hours a pop a piece for everything. 
But um, yeah, just really enjoying the game. So just a quick catch up because I don't often get to do tea times. <laughs> um, I've only really been playing Wild Arms much. Um, but this week, the uh, review for Monstania comes out on JRPG Trappings, uh, which means I'll be trying to put more time into uh, the other games I've got on, which is Super Robot Wars and Sword of a Million for this podcast. So uh, Super, Rob- sorry, Super Robot Wars is for JRPG Trappings and sword of a million is for this which i know i've already i've 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 activated the disa clause i've let her know to start sword of a million and then i got completely snowed under at work and didn't get a chance to do anything more than just the opening bit so sorry about that disa sorry 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 uh but that's pretty much it for me um i want to i really want to get in and plow ff10 but i'm going to try and finish off the this segment the next segment of wild arms quickly so i can then put some time into ff10 and finish that and then maybe choose another sort of a i keep calling them pleasure games like <laughs> just a game i kind of want to play just because i want to play it um i'm kind of leaning towards either xenogears or uh suikoden the first one or possibly even after having a chat with scott the other day i'm thinking maybe valkyria chronicles I hear very good things about it. But yeah, undecided, yeah. Okay, that's it from me, guys. I've gone way too long. Thankfully, Jay hasn't had to listen to this because this is a uh, post-edit. Edit in post. Edit in post. Uh, but yeah, lovely to speak to you all, guys. And I'll uh, I'll see you all on the flip side. JRPG P-Time. <laughs> P-Time? JRPG Trappings Tea Time over. Love you all. I'm ending the club right now. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what we're doing? Thanks, Rich. It's over! Oh, I thought you were doing the tea time. Another successful RPG club in the books, and we've got a, a Uden Chronicle to look forward to. Um, so next week, you guys will be excited about this. Um, we will be officially starting the Persona 5 Royal review. Um, so like I said, Corey finished that not that long ago. So you guys get a break next week. Oh, and 17 weeks after that. So excited. <laughs> so excited. The plan right now is to make that be either a three or four part review, but we'll be doing episodes, normal episodes between the review sections. Um, and it's perfect because that means it'll be the weeks that RPG club falls onto. Cool. Nice. Of course, that also means we're going to have like another month without a, a full catch up segment. <laughs> yes. Oh, well. Um, so let's do the plugs. All right. So don't forget to rate and review us on whatever it is that you're listening to our podcast on. Uh, so rating and reviewing us, uh, especially if you leave positive ratings, helps us uh, bring in more traffic, get a little bit more uh, clout, you know, get the buzz up. Uh, so if you if you like what you hear, give us a rating and a review. Uh, if you don't like what you hear, I guess you could still probably rate and review us, but, you know, we don't really want you to. So don't just please don't. Five stars. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So Patreon, guys, we talked about before the early episode access, ad free episodes, the aftercast, which we are looking at doing sometime next week, maybe the week after. Um, extra reviews, the RPG Club, which is becoming a very popular thing that we've got going on here. Um, I enjoy it when I do it. Um, it's and then, easy to enjoy <laughs> something you don't do, huh? Yeah, that's right. And many more. You could find those at patreon.com forward slash RPG after years. Awesome. Um, I'll, I'll talk about the Twitch, Rich. Uh, we're streaming every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash RPG after years, which we're doing right now. And we're having a blast in there. Um, Tisa just told me I missed her feedback for that. I am so sorry, Tisa. <laughs> oh, but be a part sad. of the show. Come find us on Twitch. I don't, I don't know how you could do Tisa like that. She, she must have done it before single... we actually asked for it. She is the pillar on, of this podcast. <laughs> Maybe monster. Bill will do it. She's a better host than me. She is. So so we also have an email. So if you, like I said, if you have some negative feedback uh, or some things you'd like us to change, please send it to our email uh, so that we can try to include those changes and make the show a bit better uh, so you can maybe give us a second shot. So you can send uh, all of those and maybe even some episode ideas if you didn't want to hop on the Discord at rpgafteryears at gmail.com. Sweet. And once again, I remember our merch store is now live. It's on Redbubble. Just uh, go to redbubble.com, search RPG After Years. You'll find it. It should also be in the show notes. But uh, get your After Years mugs, your After Years clothes, all that shit. It's, uh, it should be fun. And, and rep the show on the streets. Tell everybody about the, the hottest RPG podcast. <laughs> yep, and if you, if you end up buying any merchandise, take some nice pictures of it, and then you can post it in our Discord which can also, the link to that can also be found in our, uh, in a pinned tweet or in the show notes. Yeah. We also have our Twitter. It's very lively there at RPG Years. You can find me at HailBlue1569. You can find me at J-A-Y-D Hizzle. You can find me at The Scott Spot. And you can find our fancy British host, if you want to, at Matunica. That's M-E-T-U-N-N-I-C-A. All right, so we got plenty of wild arms left in the Uden Chronicle one day years from now. We hope you all join us next week for some Persona 5 goodness, episode 32. Bet you never saw that coming. But until then, I'm Rich. I'm Jay. And I'm Scott. Bye, Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out. Happy birthday, Rich.
Very nice. Hi, this is Troidal Power, the host of Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast, the podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And right now on Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, I, your host, Troidal Power, am playing through Golden Sun. You should come listen to me play Golden Sun on Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power. Find it and a lot of other weird stuff at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.